the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. And a good morning, everybody, on this 19th day of January. 19th day of January. What jumps out at you? I hope there's a great weekend for everybody. Eh, we don't have any Cowboys football to distract us. <laughs> I got some teams to root for, though. Just some. I, I like stories. I like narratives. I think I want Detroit and Kansas City in the Super Bowl. But I want everybody to have a fantastic weekend. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be January 20th. Aha, there you go. There's what you hang your hat on. You know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is T-minus one year to the final day of the Biden administration. God willing, and if we play our cards right. But there's additional significance to today, of course, and that is that it's Friday. Wow! I feel good. I feel good. Ow! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I feel good. I feel good. I would not. So good. So good. I got you. You could say the talk shows between now and then will be simply irresistible. You could say that. It'd be cheesy, but you could say that. The logic here, always a little toe tapper coming out of James Brown to start the show on a Friday. Start every hour on Friday, but today the great Robert Palmer would have been 75. Heart attack got him back in 03. His work remains. That's just a great library of stuff, man. Addicted to love, simply irresistible. Remember all those, were there about four or five Robert Palmer videos where he is out front at a microphone, at a stand-up old 1940s microphone, wearing a $1,000 Armani suit while supermodels, leggy supermodels, stand behind him uh, pretending to play guitars. And those were some videos, buddy. Those were some videos. All right, 866-660-5759. Hope you all are well. Blessings for a Friday and into the weekend. Uh, Donald Trump on Sean Hannity last night. First full interview after the Iowa landslide. That's right, a landslide. And so lessons of the week include, and and there's, there's some breaking news this morning. There's some Ken Paxton and the Whistleblowers news. Sounds like a band name. <laughs> Uh, at Billy Bob's, Ken Paxton and the Whistleblowers. Don't think they'll be getting together for that reunion tour. 
Um, but there's news on that, and there is uh, news. Uh, we've, we've avoided another government shutdown. Uh, thank heavens. Can't have the government shutting down. And a number. Oh, they're just kicking the can down the road. We'll see how this goes. And But honestly, maybe pound for pound, uh, the thing that has most people buzzing across all platforms, across all interest levels, and, and, and Nikki Whalen mentioned it in her top of the hour news. Maybe, maybe. It appears, I mean, there is a British newspaper, The Sun, and they say they have it on authority that uh, the literal biggest thing in the world will happen uh, in DFW two years from now at Jerry World. And that would be the World Cup final. We have already, uh, the World Cup will be in America. So that's a big deal. As it was, I guess, what, 1994? I remember sitting in the Cotton Bowl and watching Bolivia and Argentina. Uh, And it was a lot of fun. It was was great. And so they crank out a... uh, a World Cup every four years, and and it's and and it's funny. I, I like. I'm not anti soccer. Soccer's awesome. It's great. And I, I start to care a lot when like America's in the World Cup or the Olympics or whatever. And when when there's there's global importance to it. And God bless FC Dallas. That's that. Oh, by the way, of locally, uh, Lionel Messi of Argentinian and global fame. He's playing for Inter Miami, and they've got an exhibition game. Uh, on Monday, speaking of the Cotton Bowl, Monday at the Cotton Bowl at five. So Lionel Messi uh, and and they'll be his team is coming to play uh, uh, FC Dallas Monday five o'clock. So all the soccer dorks will be all thrilled about that. <laughs> I say that with love. Anyway, though the the Sun newspaper says uh, done deal that not only because obviously if your the World Cup is in your country, the final game will be slated for some venue. Uh, gee, is there a venue that occurs to anybody that's a really big deal in America? Huh, how about Jerry World? So they say it's Jerry World and that the World Cup final will be in Arlington in 2026. I mean, the final. All the games, all the groups, all the, you know, the, the path that everybody takes, but when it's finally time to determine the... Uh, the actual World Cup, it'll be at Jerry World uh, in 2026. So says one newspaper. The uh, actual official announcement, I think, is a few days away in February. So that would be cool. I mean, there will be games at Jerry World no matter what. We will get our share. But there will be others, I think, like MetLife Stadium in New York. There's big, big American stadiums. Big American stadiums are going to have uh, <laughs> Steve Martin. You're going to have them in our big American stadiums. and um, And that'll be great. And so some of them be at Jerry World, the final may be at Jerry World. So that's 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 tremendous. So all kinds of all kinds of interesting things in the news. Uh the lessons of this week have been that uh the, the Trump domination is real, not just the stuff of polls, not just the stuff of punditry, not just the stuff of wishful thinking of Trump fans. It's real. Now, how real will it be? How will that reality play out? in the quirky state of New Hampshire. We should have had a a, a Haley-DeSantis debate last night. She bailed. She is, um, I mean, it's funny because as soon as I say that she's gutless and doesn't have the courage to show up, it's like, well, what about Trump? He's not showing up. Yeah, guess what? Nikki Haley is not Donald Trump. Donald Trump is avoiding a debate stage because there's simply no reason for him to be there. Who doesn't know him? What is there yet to learn? 
Why should he show up and just be, uh, yeah, have, have people just throwing little darts at him from a field of pretenders? There's no upside to that. Now, they just tripped over the reality for Nikki Haley there. There's no upside for her showing up in a um, a face-to-face with Ron DeSantis last night, because even though DeSantis is is just sucking wind in New Hampshire, he's just DeSantis. DeSantis is New Hampshire is not MAGA country. It is. I mean, here's the funny thing. Even not being MAGA country, Trump's still going to win. He's not going to win by 30 points like he did in, in Iowa, but he's, he's still going to win. It seems unless things really get quirky, really get weird, and all the globalists and the secularists and the uh, and, and the moderates and the, the squishes in New Hampshire uh, line up and deliver Nikki Haley what would be a, a interesting for a moment actual win in New Hampshire. I say interesting for a moment because then she would then comes Nevada where she ain't going to win. Then comes her own state of South Carolina where she's not going to win. It's because South Carolina is a conservative state. And that may be the last gasp for DeSantis, who's, who says he's not leaving. She obviously says she's not leaving. Um, so the reason she didn't debate last night is there was no upside for her. She has a, a strong New Hampshire finish in the bag. And uh, and, and, the, and only bad things could happen to her on a debate stage. So what will change? Will anything matter? It will. I mean, it'll, you know, narratives mean something. And if Haley actually wins New Hampshire, uh, then you'll get childish, amateurish analysis. Oh, you know, Trump's coming apart. Uh, his, his, uh, his, his support is paper thin. It's one state. And it's a quirky state. Because once we get back to other states of Nevada, South Carolina, and Super Tuesday, Texas, our neighbors in Oklahoma, Republicans in California, those suffering souls, the California Republicans. There's another good band name. It'd be a small band. Virginia. It's a three-piece combo. Virginia, Massachusetts, Colorado, North Carolina, Tennessee, Minnesota, Arkansas, Maine, and Vermont. Uh, All of those are Super Tuesday states, and Trump will roll in every single one of those states. So what we'll see, almost no matter what happens next week, is... Uh, is the the ascendancy of two narratives, one that Nikki Haley has a chance at the nomination, which she does not, and the other that Trump's support is somehow flagging, which it is not. So just get ready. Next week is going to be a week of almost total BS. (laughs) So, But we'll be here. We'll be here providing providing antidotes, solutions, and disinfectant. All right. uh, Before we hop on to the the Paxton story, um, actually, real quick, uh, Trump on Hannity last night. We'll play a good bit of it. But this was a highlight as as he taught as President Trump talked about presidential immunity, something he certainly cares a good bit about um, and invoked a predecessor. In making his point about immunity, the president of the United States, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about any president has to have immunity because if you take immunity away from the president, so important, you will have you will have a president that's not going to be able to do anything because when he leaves office, the opposing party president, if it's the opposing party, will indict the president for doing something that should have been good, like Obama dropped missiles and they ended up hitting a kindergarten or a school or 
the, the apartment house. A lot of people were killed. Well, if that's the case, he's going to end up being indicted when he leaves office. He meant well. The missile went in the wrong direction and other things. And other things. <laughs> a, a few other things. Obama meant well. When will you hear Trump say that? How often? So, um, and I think he's right about this. And again, the test for this is, do you feel that way about a Republican president? Do you feel that way about a Democrat president? And I do. And I think the president's right about that. And his point about Obama was right as well. So um, anyway, your your thoughts all over the place at 866-660-5759. That is where you call us. That is where you text us on the Patriot Mobile text line. And Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn, and where we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, at 720, the Paxton Impeachment Brigades, whose reputations have been bloodied by their ill-advised cleaving, cleaving, <laughs> cleaving to, that, uh, to that cause, um, they are chortling with glee as the Attorney General seems to admit to the things in the whistleblower's lawsuit. But did he really do that? We'll focus on it next. Mark Davis, 720. Is it okay if I stop by? It's all wrong, but it's all right. It's all wrong, but it's all right. It is Dolly Parton's birthday, kid. She is 78. <laughs> Whatever she's doing, we should all be doing it. This is from the Here You Come Again album, 1978. It's all wrong, it's all wrong but it's all right. But it's all right. Just what a, what a force of nature she is. Oh, my gosh. Who's the other enormously big deal uh, female musical birthday? You'll find out, like, right coming out of the 8 o'clock news, because we'll, we'll come out of the James Brown montage, and it's going to be, that's going to be one awesome segue, just got to say. All right. Uh, so um, the Ken Paxton story is this, that the idea is to end this long running whistleblower lawsuit and, and to avoid sitting for a deposition, one presumes, by saying, look, just whatever, whatever, just just whatever the, the judge rules, whatever the whatever judge, whatever the judgment is, just fine. Just just do it. Let's end this. Because guess what? He ain't paying it. It is against the the whole whistleblower lawsuit. It's not against Ken Paxton personally. 
It's against the office of the attorney general. It is a matter of state business. That's why when seeking the three point whatever million dollar settlement, that was going to be something the legislature would pay for. Dade Phelan said, oh, shoot, no, we're not paying for it. And that's that's how we got ourselves into the impeachment nonsense in the first place. So what happened yesterday? Let Channel 8, Sydney Persing had a package. Let's listen to that. Thursday afternoon, Ken Paxton made a newsmaking announcement. Our attorney general will no longer contest the facts of a whistleblower lawsuit against him and will accept any judgment that comes of it. And why? To avoid a deposition that he was ordered to appear for. That's Tom Nesbitt, who's an attorney for, for one of the whistleblowers. Attorney Tom Nesbitt represents one of the whistleblowers who claim they were fired in 2020 for reporting the AG to the FBI for corruption. He called Paxton's reversal another attempt to avoid answering questions under oath. These people are never happy. And, and this is how you, you get the window to their soul. It's, it's like, and it's kind of funny, some of the impeachment managers and the impeachment brigades are like, they're just dancing in the streets this morning. Oh, he admitted everything we said. He's done no such thing. But like, we were right on this article and this article and this article and this article. So here he's essentially saying, look, I'm not going to fight it anymore. Just reach the judgment. They don't want the judgment. They don't, they don't want to take the win. They won't take the win. They just need, the, they, they, they want to humiliate him in a deposition or on a witness stand in some courtroom. That's what they want. This is spite. This is anger. This is venom. The move comes just a week after the state Supreme Court ruled Paxton must sit for a deposition in this case, despite his previous challenges. This is a delay tactic. Nesbitt, though, said this lawsuit isn't going anywhere. The order for Paxton to be deposed, he said, still stands. Meanwhile, in a statement, Paxton said he made the move in the interest of Texas calling the ongoing litigation an unjustifiable waste of taxpayer resources and an intolerable distraction. Matt Makowiak is a GOP consultant. Our buddy Matt. If he hoped that the plaintiffs were going to drop it, that's clearly not going to happen. In September, the State House investigated the claims and acquitted Paxton of impeachment. Tonight, an influential Texas Republican tells WFAA he believes by conceding to the lawsuit, the AG is admitting to at least one article of impeachment. This may be his way of going on offense. Uh, but I think in some ways this makes the, the pathway forward harder for him. Among the many questions tonight, will the AG be deposed under oath? What will he say? And if there is a judgment in favor of the whistleblowers, will the legislature pay it? <laughs> they have no choice. They can either pay it or not. If they don't, they're not coming after Ken and Angela. They're not going to come get their house or anything like that. So, all right. Well, there you are. 7.30, Mark Davis, 6.60 a.m. The answer. I can't wait for our Friday chat with our talk show buddy, Mike Gallagher. What kind of a week has it been for him, for us, for the country, for the world? Let's talk to Mike and let's uh, walk our way through the newsroom to get there. Nikki Whaley with the details of news at 730. So when Mike Gallagher was three, and I guess I was about six, it was an era of instrumentals on the radio. And this is the great Boots Randolph and Yakety Sax. Yakety Sax. But it's also a theme for something. Does a TV show come to mind, Mike? Benny Hill. Bingo. Exactly right. Benny Hill. I used to play this on my show when I was my first radio show you know, when I was an 18 really? year old kid. I used to play Yakety Sax. Man. I think this was my theme, which was now, probably fit. What was that? <laughs> but doesn't this, sign of, doesn't this sort of imply chaos and ineptitude? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know me? Do you know me? All right. <laughs> this 
this should accompany this should accompany like you know John Kerry at Davos or any one of a number of other things. But there's Joe a re- Biden giving there, a speech. Oh, I know. There's a reason for everything. First qu- question: the two big things out of the UK, humor-wise, Benny Hill, Monty Python. Uh, here's controversy. I I thought Benny Hill was great. Was generally great all the time. Monty Python, genius about thirty percent of the time. Pretty darn, <laughs> pretty darn, pretty darn funny about another thirty percent of the time. Was that leave forty? Just dumb and impenetrable. I, I think a lot. Of- I, I'm the same way. I've never real. Now I kind of like the musical, and I saw the revival. They, they're doing a new version of Spam a Lot on Broadway, and a talented cast, and it's funny, and it's but it's I've never. I, I, listen, I just don't get British humor. You ever seen the British version of The Office? I, yeah, Ricky Gervais, sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing funny about I, it. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I, it's I might just have, not the same. Yeah, yeah, but the lowbrow Benny Hill that uh, that that just appealed to everybody. And my reasoning listen. rationale here is on Sunday. Ready? Sunday, t- day after tomorrow, Benny Hill's one hundredth birthday. Do you, wow. know, do you know that Holy show? God. That show started on the BBC in 1955. The thing, the thing ran for decades. So you yeah, know, you, well, if you make that, many I don't know why. Happy and so I don't know go. why I'm in any happy mood. It's Friday. We got through another week, but yep. I went to the dentist yesterday. Yes. My fear of the dentist is notorious. Yes. And sure enough, all I went, all I wanted to do months and months ago was to see, can you make my teeth a little whiter? Right. That's all I wanted. Right. I need a cleaning. Uh-huh. Well, they won't do the cleaning because I have pockets. What? Now, po- yeah, I've got pockets. Yeah. And I'm like, so the guy says, new de- dentist. He says, well, the new, the big problem you have is you've got still got a wisdom tooth left. All right. So that oh. pocket is terrible. All right. So I had the wisdom tooth taken out. Then I got dry socket, yep. as you know. I remember that. As yes. the audience that, that, I remember oh, yeah. that week. Yes. Uh-huh. The whole world, the, the, the month. You know? <laughs> if he suffers, we all suffer. <laughs> then, the, then the dry socket, I'm convinced, sparked shingles. Because the pain from the dry socket, I told my kids, I said, well, good thing is nothing can hurt worse than dry socket. Oh, yeah, God said, really? Hold my beer. Here's shingles for you on your foot, on your left foot. So then I got shingles. So anyway, I had to put all this off. So I go, I get all this done. I go back to Dr. Mengele yesterday, my new dentist. (laughs) Dr. Mengele, DDS. (laughs) Yes. And Dr. Mengele says, Uh. okay, you got pockets. We're going to do the dreaded deep, clean, scaling, horrific. No, it's terrible. They go way down. I don't want. Every once in a while, you need to do that, though. And I and I think he lied to me. Yep. He told me something about before. He told me if you do these little like we can put medicine down there in the pockets, right? And it's like Regeneron or Gener not Regeneron. I don't know what it was called, but it was something that he was going to put down there. What does it do? To and I thought it was in place of the deep cleaning because no, no, I don't no, want to no, do no. a deep cleaning, right? No no, 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 no. It's in addition to the deep cleaning. I said, so what do you do? You put something down there? He goes, yeah. He goes, I said, do I feel it? He goes, well, you'll feel a little pressure. I don't think I want to do that, too. <laughs> the famous medical word, pressure. <laughs> a little pressure. You're yeah, this will hurt just a little, a little bit. Yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable. Yeah, my mouth is ready to drop out. So now I'm not sleeping. I'm all upset again. I'm get. I'm convinced my shingles are coming back in my right eye. It's all in my head. I'm a. I am coming into a full blown hypochondriac. You're status. in, but you're in exactly the right kind of heightened awareness and nerve endings for New Hampshire week. You're just. You're. You're ready to go. I think this will energize well, you. I think the show will be better. I, th- I think you're, you're on, you're on fire. I want to talk about New Hampshire, but I also want to talk about Biden because. Mm-hmm. I got I got a clip for you that I want to play. 
that I keep hearing your voice in my head saying about the idea that Biden won't be the nominee. And you keep saying, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll yep. believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what he said this week on uh, on a stop that he made? Let's play it for you. He said that at an event. Oh, my. People didn't have chairs in the press. Look at me and said, what the hell's the matter with that guy? Anyway, ever thank you. Sergeant First Class, I was telling him my son, Bo, who I lost because of what happened in Iraq. Anyway, my, my son, Bo, when he made major in Iraq, I was I was there. I wasn't with him when he made that when he got promoted, but I was with him later at an event, at an event, and it's anyway in Iraq. I didn't want to say where I was, but uh, and uh, I said, "Bo, congratulations! You're now a field grade officer." Now, I want you to tell me some more that you'll believe it when you see it. Well, I will. I will. A, I will believe it when I see it. There's no way. There's no way. It's unsustainable. It's objectively unsustainable. And the Democrats have to know it. They have to. First of all, he's making Bo, God rest his soul, into a war hero. Mm -hmm. He didn't. I I hate to break. I'm not trying to be crude here. No, of course not. He died of a brain tumor in Maryland. Yeah. He didn't die on the battlefield in Iraq. I mean, he literally is trying to make it out to be that that Bo, his late son, died as. And I think the 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 caveat here, or the explanation, is that Biden is convinced yes. that Bo got cancer from a fire from pit. the burn yeah, pits. The burn pits. In, yeah. No, Something. you don't no, know. No, you no, can't no. Con- you can't confirm that. You, you know don't what, know. You know what he, people have done, and the, and this is maybe maybe it's good. You want to do this on the show or something like this? Somebody had and any any clip will do. Of Biden as recently as two or three years ago, like yeah. somebody found a Biden twenty twenty late twenty twenty yep. clip. He's sitting there in some uh, plant talking. I get talking about COVID, I guess, or whatever, and about this, whatever. He is so crisp, so sharp, so on it, so coherent. Just in three, four it's, it's, years, the decline has been stunning. It's a rapid decline, and yeah. and but see, it's not just slurring his words and and stumbling, no. and you can tell because I'm afraid I'm not trying to be a smart aleck here, no. and I don't want to be cruel. The pain of losing a son has got to be unbearable, and it has stayed with him. And I know we all know what it, it means. It's like to lose a loved one. I'm not trying to to be mean spirited here, but. Characterizing your son as a war hero when he died of cancer is so bizarre and so off the off the rails. But I am literally afraid, Mark, that the man's going to fall down in public. Yeah, and like bre- well, and break a hip. Exactly. I mean, he's fallen down in public plenty. He's been lucky oh, not to, not to wind mean, up in traction or with some kind of it, fracture it, so far. Oh, a fracture, and you know what happens a lot of time with yeah. elderly people yeah. when they break their hip. That's... So it's a it's a bad. It's not going to be him. And and you know it's a weird thing for us to be at because. First of all, look at I'm in these this weird mood where I'm understanding how people I don't really agree with politically are doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like like I understand Nikki Haley not wanting to do this is a masterful yeah. move on her it, part. It, Mark. it totally is. It, it's it, it's you can call it gutless. You can call it that she's ducking in debate with DeSantis. But when you're going to do great in New Hampshire, the only thing that can happen in a debate is for you to make a mistake. So don't. Well, uh, there's no and, and what it does. It's marginalizing DeSantis yeah. brilliantly. Yep. That, I mean, she's saying this is a two-person race, and even the Daily Beast today, they're writing a big article about how both Trump and Haley are completely now disregarding Ron DeSantis. Yeah. It's like it's over. Yesterday, I interviewed Steve Cortez. I don't know if you how, had a chance yeah, to hear How it. did that go? Because he was a strong Trump, 
took a flyer on DeSantis, realized that wasn't going to work, and now he's attempting to win favor back in Trump world. How did that, how did that, how did that go? Well, it was it, he's a nice guy. I've known Steve for a while and mm-hmm. he worked for Trump. He was a he was a campaign right. representative for Trump in 2016-2020. Then he became involved with DeSantis's pack as he abandoned Trump and now he's running back into into Trump world. And Trump world uh, <laughs> not really having it. And and, and part know? part of it is Steve's fault because as we chronicled and as you filled in some gaps for me yesterday, he wasn't just one of those folks who loved Trump but then thought, "Huh, DeSantis, younger, more disciplined, two terms, let's go do that. He was really ugly toward when he entered DeSantis world, he he said some really unfortunate and ugly things about Trump in the sort of the gutter manner of today's politics. Right, right. Well, it's it it it's it it does highlight and I'm with you. Welcome back. You know, we need everybody. We're Absolutely. gonna need all the help we can Grudges get. Grudges serve no one. Nope. And the sooner DeSantis and Haley throw in the towel, the better. But here's what's gonna get weird. Haley's going to do better in New Hampshire than even we think, I believe. I could be wrong, but if it, well, no what do you, matter what how do you, what well do you she think? does. Because I, I think she could finish really close to Trump. Or maybe the whole thing is kind of a mirage, but she, she won't be 30 points behind him like she was in Iowa. No, correct? and she and I'm going to say it. I'll just, just put take it to the bank. She may win. Um, there are some polls, now two polls, I think, that have her within striking distance. Mm-hmm. And you're right about New Hampshire's quirky nature. Yes. I think New Hampshire voters like that. And, and incidentally, Democrats can vote there. So so this gets weird. It gets real quirky. That's a great way to describe New Hampshire. And they might be looking at her momentum and saying, you know what? Let's be a spoiler here. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, I'll go vote for uh, for Nikki here and see what happens. <laughs> and and so that could happen. Now, like you said, that's momentary. Right. Because guess what? Hmm? Or or she gets momentum and she starts doing pretty well, better than expected in Nevada. Yeah. I don't mm. think she'll do better than expected in South Carolina. Because, nope. again, not to be a jerk here, South Carolina don't like her. That's like, uh, I think you've run across They don't, a Mark. You, are, you have a lot of South Carolina roots. And a lot, sure of, a lot of your connections in South Carolina are very conservative. Uh, MAGA conservatives and uh, and strong rock ribbed conservatives have big suspicions about her. So I think you're getting a disproportionately negative spin on her. They elected her gladly as uh, as as governor. She was she yeah, the, the, so I, I I mean she she could finish third in South Carolina. I mean it could be DeSantis's last gasp. DeSantis's resources and his surrogates and his people and his time and his money are all focused on South Carolina now because they know they're just going to get licked in New Hampshire. If she finishes third in South Carolina, that'll be one of the most embarrassing political stories of the modern era. And there's no way she can stay in the race. If you can't even get second in your own state, yep. what does that say about your ability to, to to be president? And it'll never fly. So anyway, buckle up. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be anchoring Tuesday at uh, seven p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Central on Salem News Channel. I'm gonna a- anchor hour number one, then hand it off to Andrew Wilkow for hour number two. I'm gonna try to tell you a secret, Mark. I'm gonna try to list my buddy Mark Davis. Can I tell you a secret? Yes, you're anchoring hour number two. What does that mean? Means I'm doing anger, uh, our number one. So you're six p.m. Eastern. Yeah, the sale, uh, the, the the guys, these guys, and I've got a chance to fill in on a couple of shows. It's a lot of fun. Sure. You're the you king daddy, and you're awesome. And th- so what they've decided, I think, here's the bottom line: a lot of coverage is starting at like three, you know, on, on New Hampshire Day. So right. your 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 at your your hour is at. 
Seven. Seven. Six. Eastern. Yeah, six, six, six our time. So right. Eric called you're me You're doing yesterday. five to they, six they, Central? They wanted a warm body to do something ahead of time. Well, you're, we you're got gonna, two warm bodies. You're, you're going to be yeah. the beginning of real uh, of real events, of real returns, of the beginning of stuff. Uh, mine is kind of a preview stage setter kind of thing. So Good. Well, well hey, if you like the M&M experience, you're going to get a lot of there us. You go. Check but, it out but, Tuesday, snc.tv. Download the app. Watch our coverage. And, man, they've gotten really good at all this election absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And I want to do a quick shout-out to a guest I'm going to have on today who means a lot to me. I've known the Kramer family for years. And, and Jen Kramer is the only female magician currently headlining in Las Vegas. Whoa, whoa. She she headlines her own show. I'm uh-huh. going to do I'm going to take a departure from politics and, you know, arguing and news. She is wonderful. She headlines her own show at the Westgate Resort and uh-huh. Casino in Vegas, uh-huh. The Magic of Jen Kramer. Now, I've known Jen since she was a little girl. Known the family forever. Um, she recently celebrated 700 shows at Westgate so far, and now she's touring as well as headlining her own show in Vegas. She's going to be at the the the, uh, the Hard Rock in uh, Oklahoma. Then she's going to be at the McKinney Performing Arts Center in McKinney, Whoa. and she's going to be at the Arlington Music Hall in Arlington. This is she's going to be in McKinney Friday night. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in Arlington at the Music Hall Sunday night, January 26th and 28th, or the dates and mark she's family well, friendly i know, I know that arlingtonmusichall.net i do so much with them and so many of their things a lot of them musical in nature but i know that you go to mckinney if that's closer to you but arlingtonmusichall.net for tickets to anything they do and i i'm just such a sucker for magic are you as big oh, a sucker too. for magic as she, i am i just love it and oh just, she's so good too and she she is so compelling she was named female magician of the year by the international magician society i mean excellent. she's and she's a wonderful wonderful young lady so uh, hey McKinney Arlington Oklahoma wherever you can see her you can go to magicofgen.com slash tour magicofgen.com J-E-N is in short for Jennifer. J-E-N Jen, Jen Kramer, Kramer right. the magic of Jen Kramer or Excellent. as you said the Arlington Music Hall site again is what arlingtonmusichall.net Go get tickets because you're not. She was just in uh, in uh, Clearwater and she's just uh, absolutely captivated Love the it. sold out house. So magic of Jen Kramer. All would right, you, the, you, so you're going to talk to her, right? You're going to talk to her. I am. Would you of ask course. her something? I, I'm. Do you have the same? Because again, being fascinated, you watch a magic trick and all you want in your life, the burning thing, is to know <laughs> how how, do you, do how did you do that? But then the right. moment you know. It's not magic anymore. It's it's less special. So I, I I wall that off and I go. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Fox I think had some shows. You know, behind magic's biggest secrets, and they showed you some ways in which no. that was all done. And I, and I just kind of like, oh, I got to watch this. And after I kind of knew stuff, I was kind of slump shouldered in this online. TikTok, Instagram, video of everything world, ask her if she feels like the whole world of magic is kind of under surveillance attack from people who want to reveal everything. I'd just be intrigued. I shall ask a her real that magician's perspective on that. Because I've asked her over the years, and of course they never tell. They will never, yep. ever tell you how they do it. And I, you're right. With her show, you you, you walk away. Say, it's a little bit like our, our lockbox and exactly. the box about the how vice presidential pick. How, how does Mike know who I went to Container Store yesterday to get a lockbox yep. to put, for, every, for just quickly, I think I know who Trump has picked to be yes. his VP running mate. You have good intel. Gorka told me, he said, take it to the bank. It's uh, guaranteed. I want to, it's kind of fun if it's going to be correct. I got a better idea than a lockbox. Yes. Why don't I just tell, confide in you? I trust you. Because I don't want to know. 
Okay. All right. I, I, it's exactly. Oh, Rhonda's in my ear saying it's like it's like revealing a magic trick. It's like oh, there there, it there's, there's, because here's the thing. I I, tr- I trust Gorka right now, and I love old people. It's just kind of educated gossip. It's Trump. He could change his mind. And Gorka I think that, says that, it's in stone. Okay. And I love Gorka and I, I love, says, I love Seb. It, love Seb. I, and now he does tend to make pronouncements that aren't always necessarily there. I, I, all right. So here's what I'll do. Today, right. for sure, I'll go to Staples or yep. Office Max. I'm going to buy a lockbox. I'm going to put the name in the lockbox. Lock yes. I'm going to send you. I'm going to ship the lockbox <laughs> to you. I will swallow the key. <laughs> Right. Well, no, I'm going to – how are we going to do the key? I don't know because then if do? I have it, nobody trusts me because I – I mean, I'm kidding. Nobody, I mean, every, it's, in today's I cynical world, oh, I, I trust me too. I don't want to – Give the key to Rhonda. Very, very good because the world trusts her. I'll do that. You send that. Right. And, and she'll, she'll keep she's, it. She will not, she will not bend. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to send you the lockbox with the name and then we'll see if I'm right. Because it will be kind of fun to know if I'm okay. right or not. I'm exactly. curious. At some point, Trump if, will do the reveal and we'll see if that was in fact the Correct. Name. And then okay. if I'm wrong, then Gorka doesn't have any more credibility for the rest of his career. And when we open that lockbox, doves will fly out. <laughs> little butterflies. <laughs> little, little, little. All righty, man. <laughs> Happy weekend. Happy All Friday. Right, we are ready. Go Mike Gallagher wraps up the week at 10. Soon as we're done on 660 AM, the answer. So when I talk about the way, 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 way back machine. Well, we've done it now. One of the earliest Duke Ellington recordings. In a sentimental mood, 1935. Oh, yeah. We will let Sir Duke take us out into the 8 o'clock news and beyond. Mark Davis, 660 AM, the answer. Do stick around. Much more to come. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.